Hey, make wish. Oh, wow. I know what I'm wishing for. Ah, very good, very good. Welcome to Karate Kid Minute, a podcast where we discuss the original 1984 classic, The Karate Kid, one number one minute at a time. I'm Robin. I'm Matt. And joining us today from Airplane Minute is David Smith. Welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. Thanks for coming on. And uh, I don't know how funny this movie is. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) We've been getting some yuck yucks from it, but uh, (laughs) it's not Zucker level. (laughs) Right. Although, you know, give Pat Morita, you know, free reign and you'll see some funny. (laughs) That's true. That's true. (laughs) Uh, Well, I'm glad to have you here with us. Uh, This is Minute 97 of The Karate Kid. It begins with a cakewalk and ends Mm -hmm. with an understanding. Uh, So we pick up where we left off last week. Uh, We were talking about how it's Daniel's birthday and Mr. Miyagi is singing a very expensive song. (laughs) Oh, right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Although uh, they yeah. they cleared all that up a little while ago, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah I think the, at, the, at this point it's public domain. Yeah, because I, I think what happened was the person or entity claiming they owned the rights didn't actually own the rights, but nobody checked them on it until like three years ago or something. <laughs> See, so I, it's I, in I, public I, domain all the time. Oh, God. That's funny. Yeah, I was looking at the history. I couldn't quite make sense of it. it they, they said it was like Warner, but it was like Warner Chapel. And is Warner the company or is it, you know, mm-hmm. no yeah. idea. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, Miyagi places the cake in front of Daniel and tells him to make a wish. And Daniel says he knows what he's wishing for. Uh, so let me ask you guys, what do you think Daniel's wishing for? 47 Ford. <laughs> the banana boat. I, mm-hmm. <laughs> I uh i had that same question too because it's just like i haven't watched the movie full way through in, in well, about a year now and uh i was like wait is that a reference to something so yeah i don't i don't know i was thinking i mean it could be winning the karate championship uh getting back with ali uh going back to new jersey <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, right. Get me out of here. Right. <laughs> I wish to never see your face again, Mr. Miyagi. <laughs> I was really surprised because all the time I've all the times I've watched this movie, I've always assumed it was uh, I hope I do well at the tournament. But of course the junior novelization gives me uh, a look inside Daniel's mind. Um and so I'll read what it's it the says. The girl, here. right? <laughs> Make wish, Miyagi ordered. That was easy. Making it come true would be the hard part, thought Daniel, recalling Allie's beautiful smile. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. yeah, it's the girl. Yep. Typical teenager. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I don't know. I don't I I disagree that it it makes sense in the movie at this point though, cuz I almost feel like he's just kind of upset about Allie. He's the the whole spaghetti sauce incident happened. But a lot has happened since then. You know, I just feel like it's more, it would make more sense that it's please let me win the tournament or please let me not get killed in the tournament. Yeah. So, although, I mean, the wish works like in the next scene. <laughs> <laughs> kind of back yeah. to the alley. Yeah. Oh, it, oh, I thought you meant uh, Matt's, Matt's uh, prediction. With oh, the wish. No, no, that too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, oh boy, and we get to we get to see some heavy making out. Uh, I cannot wait to discuss that. Uh, it is so <laughs> so painfully awkward. <laughs> um, all right, so Daniel blows out all the candles, and uh, Miyagi cheers for him, and. Uh, well, uh, you know, we usually have a, a rule on this podcast not to talk about the current times. We try to keep it 84. Uh, but, uh, yeah, blowing out candles, not not a thing we should do anymore. <laughs> Hard to do through a mask. <laughs> yes. Uh, the, I looked up, did some research. Uh, the tradition does go back to the ancient Greeks. Uh, they made round cakes to symbolize the moon and added candles for moonlight and they burned them burned the candles to honor uh, the gods and goddesses uh, but apparently the uh, the candles the candles on a round cake paid tribute to Artemis who is the goddess of the hunt and the moon so interesting to never, do with expected, never expected to learn that on this podcast <laughs> yes yeah, was, yeah big greek mythology uh uh Stuff like pretty much all of this movie is rooted in. Um, so I mean, you know, once we get to the tournament, it'll be a real clash of the titans. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> oh, geez. Uh, okay, so the I, I looked up wishes as well. Uh, there's a common superstition these days that uh, if you blow out all the candles, that means your wish comes true, right? I mean, that, mm-hmm. that's what I've always believed, but <laughs> well, when I was a kid doing birthday candles. Uh, but if you don't get all the candles out, it, it won't, uh, the wish will not happen. Um, and, uh, some article I read said like they even people believe like the smoke from blown out candles carries your wishes up to like the universe or God or wherever. Yeah. <laughs> um, Oh yeah. Uh, here's a PSA. A recent study shows that blowing out candles with your breath increases the bacteria on the surface of a cake by 1400%. <laughs> I believe it. <laughs> and uh, my second PSA is uh, trick candles are evil. Uh, they not only ruin birthday wishes, uh, but they probably increase the bacteria on your cake by 14,000%. The more you know. Um so uh, Miyagi uh, turns up the lantern now that Daniel's blown out all the candles, reaches under the table and pulls out a gift. And he says, it's the first birthday present. Present number one. Yeah, he goes. Uh, now, Matt, you you heard some uh, some Japanese in Miyagi's protests against Daniel when he was like uh, dancing around and throwing his fists or whatever. Yeah, uh, he was saying mate, 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 which means mate. Just- means wait. Okay. So, yeah, I, I, so I already scolded you for not mentioning it on, on the podcast <laughs> uh, because, yeah, the more content, the better. Uh, but here he goes, he goes, ah, don't. <laughs> and I was like, is that a Japanese word or is that just him <laughs> grunting away? Uh, I think it's a grunt because <laughs> as far as I know, to just means and. Okay. Oh, so, uh, uh and. Uh, oh, it could be. Number there one. Be. I don't know. But, uh, like, yeah, they do have different words, like, just, you know, like, um, you know, they're just those, I don't know what you call them, but those words that you just grunt when things happen, you know, like, they're not yeah. actual words, but every language does them differently, like, for, like, um, you know, they don't say ouch or ow, or they say that they, they just go, like, or something like that. It's, like, 
Yeah, like how every language has different words for the noise you make when you sneeze and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I actually, I, I've been watching Karate Kid so much that I, uh, I caught myself this past week. I, I was like scolding one of my kids or something. I do a lot of scolding. Um, <laughs> and uh, at the end of the scold, I went, <laughs> that's totally a Miyagi thing. And I'm like, why did I just do that? Um, but uh, yeah, it's just, I'm just thinking like, wow, 97 minutes in, we should have had a segment this entire time is just like grunt or Japanese. Like, (laughs) (laughs) Um, so uh, in the, uh, the old version of the script, uh, we discussed also when Daniel was learning how to punch, he originally was learning it on a uh, dummy called Mr. Hashimoto that would whack him on the top of the head. Um, So he had to learn how to punch and block at the same time. Um, so in the script, apparently this pres- this present Miyagi says is from Hashimoto-san, <laughs> and so and Daniel uh, and mm-hmm. and the dummy is at the birthday dinner, and Daniel bows to the dummy before he opens the present. <laughs> Funny, <laughs> uh, which you know, it, I I think at that point we would have uh, acquired some sort of synergy with Airplane Minute because it might have looked like the. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the the blow up pilot automatic pilot yeah <laughs> <laughs> maybe they're distant cousins I don't know <laughs> sure that, that pilot was fully articulated too <laughs> <laughs> yeah um so uh Daniel uh super gracious opens the present and he's like oh Mr Miyagi Mr Miyagi uh and uh and he pulls out a uh, new gi from the box and uh on it we see the patch that daniel found in miyagi's memory box and uh i just like this moment where he's just kind of turning the uh jacket over in his in his hands and he's feeling the patch and you just look over at pat marina and he's got this most solemn look on his face you know yeah yeah he played that well it's like a little bit of melancholy yeah in this happy moment yeah and then when he says you know, Mrs. Miyagi made it a long time ago. Just that thousand yard stare he has. It's just yes. so much character backstory in that one performance. The one and line. to think this might have been the only instance of that if they had cut the other scene. Yeah. Yeah. They were considering cutting the other th- scene, which is like one of the best scenes in the movie. Oh, the one where he's drunk. Yeah. 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 yeah nobody wants to see that. <laughs> this this little moment wouldn't have meant hardly anything without that. Right. Right. We're like, okay, he's sad, but why? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Obviously, she's not it's around, but that's all we know. <laughs> yeah. Um, I also noted, like, I mean, we were talking earlier in the movie how Miyagi would also do this thing where he would talk to Daniel, but he would look straight forward. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, he did, he does it again here. But then he kind of gives Daniel this like knowing he like then looks right at Daniel and gives him this kind of knowing look. And I, I just considered this like this, like, you know, gave me shivers because I was like this. This is like Miyagi feeling more comfortable actually opening up to, to Daniel. Like we know what, what I'm talking about here. You know? <laughs> right. We don't need to talk about it, but, you know. Yeah. Um, so uh, this is a new gi, right? He didn't just give. Certainly Daniel. looks certainly looks new. Uh, yeah, uh, like it doesn't look like it's been you know um, dirtied up at all. It certainly he doesn't have the the black belt that's been turned black from from use. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, 
did you guys know what uh, this emblem is called that he's got on the on the gi? Uh, no, no. no. Uh, it's called a mon, uh, M O N, and hmm. it's it's uh, it's not just it. They don't just use that word in Jamaica. Um, this is. <laughs> Shut up, Robin. Um, this is a, uh, it's an emblem used to identify an individual or family, a Japanese emblem, uh, much like a, a family crest in uh, Western heraldry. Uh, it says um, it originated as fabric patterns used to signify membership to a, a specific clan. And uh, according to Wikipedia, virtually all modern Japanese families have a mon. Uh, and there are websites out there that offer like moan lookup services if you're not sure what what your moan is. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I I just wanted to shout out to like our Japanese listeners if if any of like not completely unsubscribed at my uh, dumbness at this point I can't even use the word dumbness that was dumb. <laughs> um, but I just wanted to like appeal like hey I'd love to see your moans like if you want to hey um, now share <laughs> I mean that, that's. <laughs> You're, okay, I'd like to see the emblems of your family. Said. That's cool. <laughs> I think that would be cool. I'd love to see them outside of this these like fictional universes. I, I, you know, I'm again a dumb white guy from the Northeast, so uh, this stuff intrigues me. So I don't know. Uh, uh, all right. So, um, oh yeah, Daniel goes. Where did this come from, anyway? <laughs> He's like, you know where it came from. <laughs> Came from my box, you little snoop. <laughs> Daniel uh, should be ninja. <laughs> uh, and yeah, so now, this is Miyagi. Did he find that on in that other scene when Miyagi was drunk? Is that when he found it? Yeah, yeah, that's what I was making okay. a uh, joke. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah, he finds it in the in the box. So, like, he realizes this thing is very important to to Miyagi like he really gets it even more than maybe even Miyagi knows because <laughs> um, Miyagi was very passed out at that point <laughs> yeah um oh, he could have woken up like you know like Papa Bear and was like who's been low going through my memory box <laughs> <laughs> um uh so uh, Daniel knows how important this is uh and uh so he says you know if you want ever want this patch back you'll understand and uh, again Miyagi I know you understand. So uh, he's just, I just, you know, give a, give a little a bit of an applause to character development here. And, you know, the fact that now this shut off uh, Miyagi is, is now clearly much more open with Daniel. He's not just teacher student. And, you know, of course that leads into, you know, their discussion next week, but unfortunately David <laughs> can't talk about it right now, but <laughs> Um, let's see. Oh yeah. Daniel also keeps eye contact with Miyagi, uh, when he says, when he says this, but when Miyagi says he knows, uh, Daniel kind of goes back to regarding the patch happily. Mm -hmm. So I was just like, there's still like a happy kid there. He's not just like completely like mature and serious about it. Yeah. Plus it's an awkward moment. You just want to move past yeah. it a little. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we, yeah we, I get it. I get it. <laughs> Uh, oh yeah, here's some more. Uh, yeah, I wrote down that uh, Daniel's father died a few years ago, but wearing the patch that Mrs. Miyagi stitched for Mr. Miyagi, it's like Miyagi's passing something down to his son, and both Miyagi knows this and Daniel knows this, so it's almost like a happy, sad moment. Yeah. Sad because of you know they who they've lost, but happy because they're 
almost like a new family together. Do, do you think uh, Daniel's mom and Mr. Miyagi ever got together? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for breaking that serious moment. <laughs> uh, yeah, totally. <laughs> I, you know, honestly, when I watched this movie, I, I, I think I at, at one point would you you just kind of had this idea that okay well it's his mom and he's acting very fatherly so are Mr. Miyagi and you know Daniel's mom going to get married <laughs> it, it would have made total total like, sense to a young person watching this wasn't he not that much older like he looks older than he was in this wasn't it so he's born in 32 this is 84 right. 85 yeah i think right. so he was Marita's, Marita's playing older than he is i think yeah yeah yeah, for sure. Um, and in fact, you know, when um, uh, when Miyagi is in the army at that point, uh, Pat Morita, young Pat Morita, was in an internment camp. So it is, it's like a ten year difference. Right. Uh, and also, I think Lucille is like in her thirties, like mid thirties. Um, uh, well, she's got a teenage boy, so she's got to be at least late thirties. Yeah, that's true. But to be like. All about a 50-something-year-old guy? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Miyagi's got that magic. He's... I'm sure there's fan fiction out there about this. <laughs> Where was Miyagi, ha- Miyagi heading out with his Hawaiian shirt that one night? Lucille yeah. knows. <laughs> Does the book go into um, what happened with Daniel's father at all more than the movie? No, not at all. Oh, okay. Nah. Uh, and you know, it kind of fills in later and I've been corrected over and over again <laughs> about what happened to Daniel's father. Um, uh, another thing, uh, not originally in the, uh, the original script, but in the movie, um, is, uh, the patch, this whole thing with the patch. Apparently when Miyagi gives him the gi, it's just, a it's just a regular logo, a bonsai tree on the back, you know, a sun, like, it looks like Miyagi dough. Uh, the Miyagi-Do logo, and it says in calligraphy above it, it stitched Miyagi-Do Karate um, in, uh, I guess, in Japanese characters in kanji. Um, but it was the the patch isn't as significant. <laughs> it's just he just I don't know gives him a, a gi that perhaps comes from his old dojo. Uh, they don't really give him the specifics with it, but. Hmm. Um, and then Miyagi goes, Oi, try on. Uh, and then the minute ends. So, <laughs> um, is there anything, uh, we haven't covered in the minute that I didn't? Why, why is Daniel wearing that weird military style shirt? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's his, his green cable knit sweater. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. thought it was a sweater. Yeah. Well, he's got yeah. like the, or... the military, uh, shoulder patches kind of. Oh, does he? Yeah. Hmm. Maybe because it's cool, Matt. Maybe you don't get fashion. It's the style at the time. Sure. <laughs> it's, it's like Marty McFly with his life preserver. <laughs> That's right. I mean, he I thinks think he's going to drown. <laughs> at this time he... in the 80s, I was wearing like Japanese stuff, you know, mm-hmm. probably oh, yeah. due to this movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, that definitely is a great way to uh, lead into this our our Monday question, which is to ask you, David, uh, when did you first see Karate Kid? You know, I was trying to think of, of it, and I I don't remember the first time. It was it's feel, it feels like one of those movies that I just have always seen. You know, I don't remember yeah. a time before seeing this movie. 
Um, I was taking karate around the time either the first one or the second one came out, or maybe both. So oh, I remember nice. it was a big thing at the karate school. I'm like, yeah, we're going to go see Karate Kid 2 or whatever, you know. Uh-huh. Um, but I definitely saw it, if not in the theater, then shortly thereafter, because, you know, it's definitely a, a seared into my brain. Nice. When did you take karate, like during what years of your life? Uh, I think during my uh, junior high, like seven, mm-hmm. grade seven to grade nine-ish, mm-hmm. I did it for about two, three years. And then years later, back in the early 2000s, um, a taekwondo school opened up near me. And uh, so I decided to get back into it. So oh. I ended up getting second degree black belt in taekwondo uh, and did that for many years. Uh, you know, Matt is a martial artist himself. Yeah. Uh, was. <laughs> you know, it's, it's always with you. It's like riding a bike, right? Uh, maybe. Sure. Um, what, what did you study? Uh, karate uh, when I was a kid. Karate when I was in my early 20s. And then some Aikido in my late 20s. Hmm. And then now nothing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I was just wondering, you know, it would be a great way to cap off the week if we can get you guys to fight on the podcast. Uh, okay, here we go. Anything... <laughs> <laughs> You'll obviously be paid really well uh, for it. <laughs> uh, uh, too bad we don't have a Patreon. Oh, well, listeners, uh, we, <laughs> this can't yeah, happen. Right. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, there was another dumb joke I was going to make. Oh, yeah, the the, the, <laughs> the whole army green uh, sweater. Uh, uh, obviously, Daniel showed back up to Miyagi's and was just like, we're all wearing army stuff, right? <laughs> this is what, mm. I, I, I'm dressing up today. <laughs> All right. Well, let's. So they uh, do the, they do. Sorry, before we please, sign off, they do the thing where it happens in every movie and TV show, is that they wear the party hats with the strap around the back of their head, so it's not messing with their face at all, and the present is wrapped the lid separately from the bottom of the box, so that <laughs> you don't so have to true. tear any paper. You just have to lift off the lid. They always do that. I don't know why that is. I Nobody does that they, in real life. I swear they added like the wrapping paper ripping sound into like ADR like I don't actually see wrapping paper being ripped it just goes off camera as any kind yeah. of pulls the lid off <laughs> yep. uh, yeah that's, that's true kind of like, like how whenever there's a bag of chips in a commercial the top of the chip bag has never been sealed it's oh, just right. completely, completely pristine and uh, not crumpled <laughs> never been factory sealed mm-hmm. you'll notice that next time you see a commercial for a bag yeah. of chips and not full of air, half full of air. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, let's wrap this gift up for our listeners. David, if you ever want your time back, I'll understand. Um, so <laughs> He knows you understand. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. Uh, did you want to come back on Wednesday for another Karate Kid Minute? Absolutely. Awesome. Uh, and please let our uh, listeners know uh, where they can find you. Yeah, so I did, like, as you mentioned, I did the Airplane Minute podcast and followed that up with Top Secret Minute. Right. Um, uh, eventually, we'll get to the other Zucker movies. Um, but in the meantime, I have another podcast called Sequel Harder, where we review movies that have less than stellar sequels. And so we did cover Karate Kid what? at one point. How dare you? <laughs> Karate Kid Part 2? No, Karate Kid Part 2 is great. Okay. Oh, the rest okay. of them, though. <laughs> All right. I'll give you that. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, Robin yeah, so riot if it was Karate Kid Part Two. I just think they're <laughs> both the same. Awesome. They're both great. They're both great. Yes. Part three? No, no. Part one and part two. Okay. Yeah. I thought you meant both sequels were great. <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah. No. So, so we different, analyze how same. different movies have. <laughs> Better or worse sequels or whatever, you know, because yeah. we started with Die Hard and that has, you know, two's terrible, three's okay, four and five, you know, so it, it's a it's a whole thing. So anyway, you can check out all that stuff at um, neozaz.com as our podcast network. And um, yeah, I never thought Die Hard 2 was bad until I got the Internet. Just like <laughs> like I didn't think Ewoks were bad. <laughs> yeah, uh, I was I was hip to Jar Jar, though. I'm. I, I knew Jar Jar was bad from the start, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I rewatched both Die Hard one and two uh, over Christmas, and uh, still had a pretty good time. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, one is superior, but I still yeah. think two is a lot of fun. I don't know. Two is fun, and it ha- but it, like it, it has the feel of the first one, like the same yeah. sort of like film stock or whatever, and, and look. Um, but it's like if you think about anything in there for the briefest of minute, it all falls apart. <laughs> <laughs> and and of course three is great, so it it, yeah. it, def- it definitely is a problem of it being sandwiched between two great movies. Right. So yeah. All right. Well, uh, Die Hard minute. We'll be back never, but uh, mm-hmm. we'll be back on Wednesday to talk more Karate Kid. And until next time, first accomplish pink fence. But, One second, uh, my cats are fighting. Oh, good. Oh, my God. <laughs> the challenge is on. <laughs> All right, I got to make a note here. Oh, crane kick. Crane right kick. <laughs> Sweep the leg, <lake>, yeah. cat. <laughs> Put her in her litter bag. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I just locked her in the bathroom. She's always picking on her older brother. Uh, She's a real Tory. <laughs>